We here at the Wolves Cast Studio felt our feelings get hurt after Tuesday night's embarrassing loss to the Sixers. Both Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid took to Instagram and Twitter to troll Timberwolves fans in a painful way. So to have a little bit of comeuppance against them, we are reading some of the mean tweets and Instagram comments that were in response to those posts. On Instagram, at Joel Embiid. Trash, ass, get injured again. Instagram, at Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Cancer. At Joel Embiid. F you, D-Rosa, drop your ass. Instagram, at Jimmy Butler. Philly fans thinking Jimmy gives an F about you. He will help get your team to the playoffs and leave in the offseason. Y'all be booing him real soon. I mean, Jimmy thinks he better than Embiid and Simmons, so good luck with that. At Joel Embiid. L-M-A-O. Let's see who's MVP candidate in five years. Embiid, fragile, clumsy ass, probably won't be in the league. He can't even make 50-plus games. Cat, will be will, will he dominating only 22 years old, still a kid? Twitter at Joel Embiid. It was fun watching Boston pummel your soft team last year in the playoffs. Instagram at Jimmy Butler. Bro, you're not even good enough to be talking S like this. Twitter at Joel Embiid. Hopefully you tweet this much when Jimmy starts banging your girlfriend. Welcome to episode 99 of Wolves Cast, the show that has 99 episodes, of which this is one. It's hosted by myself and my articulate associate. I'm Scott. I'm Robert. It's good to have you back, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, You know, we... uh, been a long week. I always miss you when we're gone, so it's so good to be back in your ear holes talking about this wonderful sport of basketball that we love. It's great to hear your voice in my ear holes, Scott. Oh, it's great to have you back, Robert. We had our guest host, Neil, come on for yeah, uh, yeah. two weeks, you know. It's always a great change of pace to have him on the show. So it's uh, it was great to hear him, and uh, I'm happy to be back, though. Back in the saddle. Well, you know what they say, Robert. Robert has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. And we have you back. That old familiar voice. All right. Well, we've got some stuff to talk about. We're going to glaze over the past week of Timberwolves basketball. It's been kind of an empty week, you know? Yeah. My wife is out of town. Shout out to my wife, Meg. She's on. Shout out. She's laying on a beach somewhere. And uh, there's not even Timberwolves games every night to take my mind off of it, you know? This must be very lonely for you. I've been playing a lot of Zelda. Okay. It's been okay. You figured out a way to fill the time. That's right. Obviously. We got some fun stuff, though, for you on the show this week. We are going to talk about how to get over bad losses. I wonder why that's relevant right now. (laughs) We're going to talk about T. Jones, Tyler Stone's injury. We're going to talk about Wolves All-Star Games odds. We're going to be talking about some bobbleheads, how you honor a retired player. We have a sponsor like we always do. We have some predictions. We're going to review some previous predictions and predict a few new ones for you. We have our weekly Wolfies, and of course, as always, we end with a game, because basketball is a game. That's right. Life is a game, so let's, <laughs> let's play it loud, I guess. What is That's that, right. the N64 slogan, play it loud? Uh, I think so. Yeah. You know we're better gonna, than I would. We're going to say it is. Play yes. it loud. Change the system. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Well, let's get right into the gristle. Uh, we had a fun week. Uh, I know that Tuesday night's loss was really bad, but it was fun for me because on Friday night, Robert, you and I were both in attendance at the Target Center. It was another Prince night. That's right. It was my first Prince night. Mm, those those beautiful purple jerseys. How did you feel uh, about the presentation of Prince night? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought that it's kind of a it was a cool vibe that I hadn't really experienced yet. Just having the music be different and uh, the lights were a little different. And obviously they have uh, so many purple jerseys. I was shocked at the amount of purple jerseys that were, that were out there. Like it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like almost a majority of the wolves jerseys I saw were the purple. Yeah. They're they're the hot item. That's the one that's selling right now. I was surprised too. They've already bought in, but I bought mine first, first time I could because the jerseys were so good, it wasn't even like, I can wait till Christmas on this. It was like, I no. gotta get it now. You know? Yeah, it was an immediate thing. So. Uh, I agree. The, they're really pulling out all the stops, you know, changing a lot of stuff for these games. All they need to do is get a purple court. Neil agreed with me I on that one. I agree with that, yeah. Get a purple court for next year. Just like how Miami changes their course when, the, when, they do the, yeah. when they do the... Uh, when they do kind of the uh, Miami, Miami Vice, yeah. yeah, kind of Miami Nights, uh, Miami Nights, yeah. So that's the next step. But uh, uh, really cool vibe. Obviously, the music is fantastic. Uh, the halftime entertainment was also uh, someone who had collaborated with Prince. The um, 
the anthem was like Prince's like saxophonist or something yeah, like that, yeah, which it, was excellent. And there were some microphone problems, and the guy was like very patiently like waiting. Like he started the yeah, anthem, yeah. and then he would pause in between notes while the guy came in and raised and lowered the microphone. So it got off to a little of an awkward start. But after I think like he skipped a verse too. Yeah, well, because the guy kept coming up and messing with the microphone. But once he got the microphone set, everyone was he like, he got the crowd back. Yeah, everyone was like, like, who is this guy? He's he doesn't sound like he's that good. But once the microphone was placed, he just ripped it off. Oh, oh, it was great. So it was, it was terrific. Um, it's better than the guitar version we heard at the first Prince Night, but <laughs> love the Prince Nights. Uh, we got to see a very fun team. We got to see Dirk for the last time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was a little disappointed that I wanted there to be some kind of, it seemed like every time he checked in, it was like off of a timeout or something yeah. like that. And I don't think he Carl scored. didn't give him his moment. Carl didn't give him his moment. I don't think he scored. No, he a missed bat. a lot he, of shots. He missed a lot of shots. I was sitting next to a Dirk fan. and uh, Oh, yeah. I was with him, though. I was cheering every, like... The first time Dirk took a shot and he missed it, the Target Center audibly groaned. Like yeah. the home fans wanted to see Dirk, which shows a level so of basketball beloved. IQ. He's by so the beloved, fans here especially. That. I was thinking Dirk probably has played more games in Target Center than any other current NBA arena, just because Target Center is so old and everything. Yeah. I'm sure Dirk has probably played there more than any other at arena, least in regular so. season right you know? yeah and that couple playoff series i think back in the day yeah that's true. KG that's battling true. in the first round one of the i'm sure the mavs got in there that uh couple of those first round exits that the wolves perennially had so um great to see him again great to see jj Berea again JJ, maybe in his final nba game uh, ever unfortunately yeah, that was such a bummer should have worn my jj Berea jersey yes my porter yes. i have a puerto rico jj Berea jersey uh and there are people around my section that were booing jj and being like oh he sucks he was so bad i have fond memories of jj listen the only thing i didn't like about jj's time here is that adelman would play him in the fourth instead of rubio and that's right. not jj's fault that's adelman's no. fault I love JJ in terms of just like how he got under people's skin. Back when Kate, back when Kevin Durant had the nice reputation and he never swore or got teed up or anything, I saw JJ get him ejected. Oh yeah. That's how much JJ can get under <laughs> someone's skin. So Jose Juan Berea. Uh, Pour one out. I thought uh, other than you know, other than him getting uh, like tearing his Achilles and everything, I was it was a really positive thing for oh, he me. He was killing us. We couldn't stay in front of him. Yeah, we he, couldn't stay in front of him. Oh, he was slicing and dicing the wolves. Probably as much as Doncic really killed us, I feel like JJ was the one that was oh, yeah. really doing oh, yeah. a lot of damage. Yeah, so. we couldn't stop him. And so and when he when he got hurt and went back to the locker room, that's when the wolves kind of right, made the run back and got in back it, yeah. in it. It's, I don't so, think it's any coincidence. It breaks my heart. Um, it might affect end up affecting some playoff positioning. Maybe you know he was being good for that team, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that all plays out. We hope JJ can get back on the court. He's a very unique player that I have a special spot in my heart for. But how great was it to see Doncic do oh, some Doncic? Man, God. put up a show. This is what you want to see when you go see a team. Uh, you know. There's a lot of times where it's just like, oh, I don't really care about the other team. I'll go see the Timberwolves. But then there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, I better get a Mavs ticket because, one, I want to see Dirk's final time here. And, two, I want to see this Luka guy. You know, I've been hearing the buzz. He's been making a name for himself this season. I finally want to see him in person. And he did not disappoint. Very fun. You know, triple double. It, it was aggravating at the end of it. We had two, uh, the Okogi turnover after that out of bounds mm, steal yeah. uh, by Taj. And then also Derek Rose and Shaw Rich both passing up open threes on that final possession where we could have gone ahead. Uh, obviously, it stinks to have two uh, turnovers back to back like that to end the game, but it was an exciting game. We fought back into it. Uh, and I was saying that, I think I said this on Twitter, you know, Minnesota is not really a sports town where people stand on their feet towards the end of games. Or like, right. I remember people were complaining during the last time the Twins were in the playoffs. People were like, people are standing up when there's two strikes, and I don't <laughs> like it because I can't see. You know, And it's just like, oh, this is a terrible sports town because yeah. everyone's like, you should sit down and be quiet and not stand not up. Not used to these the high-pressure yeah, situations. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's very rarely does this happen. But anytime I'm in the Target Center, it happens where everyone's standing on their feet for the final two minutes because it's possession by possession. It's so close. I remember a really good one. I think it was Andrew's rookie season where Jimmy Butler and Chicago are in town. And Jimmy, Ooh. with the time running out, got Wiggins in the air and went to the line to hit the game-winning free throws. Yeah. That was a game, though, I, I remember the last three minutes we were on our feet the entire time. And that's what happened here. And it's the most exciting feeling, I think, that you can experience at a sports game is when everyone's on their feet and you can't sit down. It just yep. it, it gets you jazzed on a whole nother level. So even though we didn't win and we could have won, I didn't. I did. I left happy. I left happy because I saw a good game. I saw Luca uh, excel, and I, uh, 
you know, got to have that experience where you everyone's think, standing uh, on feet. You think somebody like Towns or Wiggins looks at somebody like Doncic and is like, God, I'm going to have to face this guy for the next, like, 10 years mm, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to be facing this guy. He's, like, 19. Yeah. And already, like, playing at an all-star level. Yeah, it's and just, just being like, oh, we got to see this guy yeah, three to four times a year. One more guy yeah. who's one more team in the West that's going to be, you know, like, have a superstar player who's probably going to be, like, an MVP candidate sooner rather than later, the way he's playing. So, yeah. I think that uh, before we move on from this game, I think that the way Dirk is exiting the league is maybe like my favorite way um, mm, because yeah. he's not going out on injury. He's not going out like a surprise like, oh, I didn't tell you guys, but I'm not coming back next season. Kind of like Tim Duncan did a little bit. Even though people kind of had a feeling Tim Duncan was going to retire, but it was just kind of like, will he, won't he? You know, kind of thing. Right. I like this because like everyone knows Dirk's on his way out. He's playing really poorly, but like it, it's it's so he's playing poorly enough that I'm not going to feel sad when he's gone next year but I felt like I enjoyed that he had this extended kind of goodbye so that everyone could go and see him one more time yeah, and stuff I, like that I really think Dirk is probably the most beloved player oh, he's the in greatest. the NBA he's great on Twitter too he likes some of my tweets if you tweet at him and you tweet something funny he'll like it yeah he's a good guy yeah so, he's hilarious he, we love Dirk he got his ring you know he got his and his legacy cemented shouts to Richard Jefferson wrote that Players Tribune piece about you know and retiring and winning a reign and stuff and he wrote in his Players Tribune piece uh, that some titles mean more than others and that was a title that meant a yes, lot yes it did uh, absolutely it did kind of like the last time I think there was a one man show kind of I mean in the way mm-hmm. that that team was Dirk and, and role players you know right. like they had some good players they had Tricks, they had Terry they had uh, Tyson Chandler that's right some really great role players JJ. yeah JJ but uh, that was the last time I think there was a team that won the championship with just one megastar and a bunch of role players. Yeah, probably you know? the closest was like AI back when he uh, when they got taken out by the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. He just willed his team, and maybe that uh, that that season that uh, K Love and Kyrie were, were both injured, and but LeBron, LeBron just willed his way yeah, he, to like six games in yeah, the finals. That was really impressive. So, um, but I, I just think also that 2011 playoff run it was magical because the Heat were the villains. You know, that's right. It was a rematch of the 2006 finals, and so Dirk got redemption. There. Redemption, yeah, yeah. And so it was just it, it meant a lot to a lot of fans for different reasons. I will never forget that playoff uh, that playoff run that he had. So uh, great to see him in person one last time, even if it was uh, not exactly a sterling performance. And great right. to see Jay. AJ one last time because he was part of that run too. All right, let's uh, continue on. We're just going to gloss through these next two because we weren't there and not as much happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following night, I was impressed because I thought after losing a close one to Dallas, we'd be demoralized and tired and we wouldn't come out and compete against the Pelicans. And we did. We won 110 to 106. Um, always good to beat Anthony Davis. We've really been having his number as a franchise yeah, lately, yeah. which is great. Cat uh, had a career-high 27 rebounds. It's the uh, most rebounds in the NBA this season for an individual performance. That was one of the best games I'd ever seen him have. Oh, he was great. 20, just dominant, especially, I mean, it was him either going against uh, either going against AD yeah. or, uh, yeah, and he just... Uh, he just completely manhandled everyone. Get those other wildcats out of here. That's right, exactly. He's the one true wildcat. <laughs> so he's got the belt right now. That was one of those really feel good games. Where you're like, man, Cat is like, he might, he could be one of the five best players in the NBA real soon. Yeah, it wasn't you know? like one of those games where it's like, yeah, we won, but AD didn't show up or AD, AD didn't play. Anthony Davis had a great game, and Cat just had a better yeah, he game. He did. That block Cat had on Anthony Davis at the end of the Made game. Made some big plays Ooh, down the stretch. Loved it. Made a big three. Exhilarating. Great yeah, win. First target center win for Ryan Saunders as his coach. That was nice. And then Tuesday night, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched like the first three quarters at Trivia. And normally if the game's on at Trivia, I'm going to go home after Trivia and watch the whole thing so I can watch it play by play. But just I got the gist of it, the gist of it, from yeah. watching it on the TV screens at Trivia. And I was like, you know what? When I go home, I'm not going to watch this game. You know what? I had it recorded and I was planning on watching it after I was done doing what I was doing. And my dad sent me a text. He didn't know I was uh, not watching the game. He just sent me a text that was like, ouch. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. Demoralizing, <laughs> worst loss of the season, and it, if you watched it, it was even worse than the score would tell you. It yes, was, no one, no one and showed they up. Lost by forty-two or whatever it was, yeah. and, and I couldn't even bear to look at the the box score that. And long. you know what? When you don't show up and you lay an egg like that, and you get your butts handed to you, then you have no right to complain when Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid log on to social media. And troll you yes. because we had it coming. If we don't show up, we have it coming. You know, we just got to hope we play with a little bit more fire when they come in March. To, my thing uh, with him, my thing with Embiid is like I can't tell if he intentionally does this, but it's like when he trolls, 
everyone's like, man, you haven't won anything. What are you talking about? And it's almost as if like he's cognizant of that, and it makes it even more yeah. like stinging. Like the guy who hasn't is incredible, but hasn't you know really done a whole lot with his career and been injured and whatnot. He's still the guy who's coming at you like you'd expect someone like you know like Kobe or something to be saying stuff like this. But uh, it's like that old adage: you can't make fun of a clown. <laughs> you know, like you're not going to hurt the clown's feelings. They're going to say, right. you got a big old dumb nose and look at your stupid feet. You know, like clown's not going to feel bad about that. Yeah. So it's just like, I love it. You know, I know we, we had our playful cold open reading the hate, hating tweets, but that stuff's not going to get under Joel's skin. He knows who he no, is. You he's know? totally and trying I to love get it. that reaction. I love so it. he's a genius. Um, so yeah, that is a recap of the week. Let's go ahead and dive right into Full Court Press. Here's the tip. All right, this is pertinent. I saw some fans on Reddit. I was telling you beforehand, I was on Reddit, and I haven't realized that, like, you know, some people are just new Timberwolves fans, or some people right. became fans, Carl and Haytown's rookie season, or some t- people are just fans this season because Derrick Rose is on D-Rose, the D-Rose, yep. But we had people on Reddit being like, man, this is the worst loss I've ever seen by the Timberwolves. And I was just like, oh, man, I wish that were no true. no idea. I wish that were true of me, you know? Yeah. So I thought that maybe we could help out some people who might not have the kind of uh, perspective that we have after watching so many losses over the years wise old fans that can share our wisdom so we got some advice from people about how to you know not take it so hard yeah that's right uh i think the first thing you do have to remind yourself it's only one game that's right it's not you know not like a playoff loss or anything like that and my my thing always with especially with a loss like they just had where they lost just got blown out and it was you know almost gave up 150 Sometimes those losses do kind of, you know, it's like a slap in the face a little bit. Like, whoa, right, yeah. you can kind of turn that big of a that big of a whipping into a, into some sort of positive. That at least you want that to be the message that you get is like, hey, we need to look ourselves in the mirror and then uh, come back with a little bit more intensity coming up, and we'll see if that happens. But uh, that's what I tell myself. Now the wolves have had plenty of those, and they haven't responded as well as they should have in the past. But uh, yeah, you you would like to think that at some point after Embiid embarrasses Carl Anthony Towns enough, Cat will step up during these games. Yeah, that's right. It's been a few times now, and I think Cat needs to start taking it a little bit more personally. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things where technically, you know, honestly, the loss on Friday. I guess the Mavericks was worse because we lost a conference opponent at home at on home. our own court in a game we could have won and we gave it away. That's right. And sometimes when you get down by you know, 20, 30 in the first half, you just wash your hands and say, we don't have it tonight. You know, it's, it's a long season. That yeah, stuff's going to happen. Plus, we were on the road against a playoff team in the East, you know, and so it's like it's really not the worst loss. It feels bad because of the Jimmy drama. We wanted to definitely, you know make do what what is it when you break up with a girl and then you have the new girlfriend you're like we're happy you know that right, kind of thing yeah. I, I get that we wanted to show up jimmy and show up the sixers and prove that we're the better team but you know if you just look at it as one game of 82 we lost on the road against a playoff team you know it doesn't sound i thought so bad. some of the uh the losses earlier in the year like the milwaukee loss where yeah. it just looked like the wolves weren't interested in all and that was at home and fans were booing and that one, uh, that one felt worse. I was there, you know, and, yeah. and just like when your team's not trying, when they don't care at home, ah, that 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 That's makes tough. me more angry, you know. That's right. So, as much as it was, you want the wolves to really get up for this sort of like revenge game against Jimmy. Um, you know, that, that sort of stuff happens. I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. It is the sort of thing you can hopefully turn around and treat as a positive, but. Uh, some other things that you can do. Well, one thing that for me is I'm glad that there wasn't a game tonight or on Wednesday night. Yeah. Because when there's a game that bad, I just don't want to focus on basketball for a day. You know, I just yeah. won't read the blogs, won't read NBA news, won't watch any other games that night. Just, you know, sit at home with some Zelda in my case, you know, this week. You got to kind of shake your head like an etch sketch a little bit. Yeah. You, just get it out you of You just got, yeah, exactly. That's a good visual, shaking your brain like an etch sketch Yeah, uh, that's right. But yeah, I just, I take a basketball detox. I take 24 hours off. Mm-hmm. It's nice because today I didn't read too much. I was back into reading some NBA stuff a little bit today. Listen to a few podcasts at work, but it was mostly like, once again, I don't need to do this. I can take some days off from basketball. That way, Friday, home against the Spurs, I'm back in again. I'm That's like, right. I've been missing basketball. I've gone two days without it. Now I'm now I'm you excited the for the game again. You know, so I think sometimes removing yourself from the NBA is a good way to wash that taste out of your mouth or yeah. ra- erase that mental etch sketch. As yeah, maybe sometimes I'll uh, if I'm looking for a basketball fix, but I'm trying to do something that's outside of the, the current terrible you know taste you have in your sure. mouth after a loss like that i'll go back and i'll just like watch highlight videos or something oh, that's of, a good one like you know 
I'll watch, you know, like the uh, Mo Williams 50-point game mm, or something like classic. that. Or, you know, dig, dig in the past and relive some of the glory times. You know, Corey Brewer 50 oh, points especially versus, when the, versus the Rockets. You know, that classic. sort of stuff. We had, uh, you know, Smile, back, you back know? when I had DVR, it was nice because I'd always save one or two really great Timberwolves mm, games on the right. DVR. And then years later, I could still come back and watch them. I had the Golden State win. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that season they went 73-9, and nine, and we beat them in like the last the week win of the season. The win against uh, Houston in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, last. yeah. Those are the kind of things yeah. I would just keep on my DVR, and whenever I had a down moment and I wanted to see something positive from the Wolves, I'd cue them up. You know, that's right. You know, give so yourself a, a little advice as well. Give yourself a little pick me up. And you know, while we're on the subject, you know, uh, I was just looking at some other things that Tim Rolls fans can look forward to. Right now, you know, it might be a little hard. We're a little under five hundred, so maybe we're looking forward to getting to five hundred. Maybe we're looking forward to getting back into the standings. Here's some other stuff that Wolves fans could pay attention to, um, Robert. Do you know how many players there? Are, how how many players have more individual career wins <laughs> than the Timberwolves do as a franchise? Ooh, I'm gonna guess three. Very close. There are five players who have won more career five. games than the Timberwolves as a franchise. They are number one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No surprise. That, no surprise at all. Biggest winner in NBA history. Robert Parrish might surprise some people. Parrish played till he's like 40. So yeah, and he played 41. on great teams. Yes, so he did. I'll, I'll, I should read the wins, by the way. Uh, the Timberwolves have 946 wins as of recording this podcast on Thursday <laughs> night. And uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has 1,074. Robert Parrish has 1,014. Tim Duncan has 1,001. John Stockton has 953. Carl Malone has 952. Isn't that cool? Carl Malone and Stockton ended up one game difference, even yeah, though yeah. Malone finished his career with the Lakers. Um, That's right. So for Wolves fans, that means we need seven more wins, and we'll pass Carl Malone on the list. And that, then there'll only be four players. And then we need eight wins to pass John Stockton. So then there's only three players all time who have more wins than the Timberwolves as a franchise. So that's a fun thing to keep your eyes on. Uh, the other ones will take a little bit longer. We need 56 wins to pass Tim Duncan, 69 wins to pass Robert Parrish, and a whopping 128 wins to pass yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Might be a couple seasons but before we'll keep you we updated. You know, this season, though, I think we should count down. Seven more wins to pass Malone, eight, eight more wins to pass Stockton. That's fun. Eventually, we're going to get past these guys, right. these all-time greats. And we're doing okay. The active players, we're, we're better than. Dirk has 903. He's not going to catch us. I doubt Tony Parker catches us with the 882. Probably not. LeBron is third right now among active players with 781. So he probably needs another 200 wins to pass the Wolves. So mm. he's going to have a heck of a time catching up to us. He might not yeah. do it in his career. So, uh, you know, that's some fun stuff to watch for fans of the franchise. Hope you wrote all that down. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, it's a podcast. So you can rewind it and listen, right. to it, listen to it again. Wheel back the 30 seconds. Also, something fun to watch. Currently, the Timberwolves franchise record is 946, 946 wins, 1,428 losses. <laughs> That's good for a 398 winning percentage, We meet, which means we've won 39% of our games in franchise history. 39. We're the only team in the NBA that has a record below 400. Whew. So if we want to join the rest of the teams in the NBA and get up to that 400 mark, which I think is you know good good uh, goal for the franchise to hit, we have to win 40 games a season. So we're at 21 right now, I believe. I think we're 21, 23 as of this recording. So uh, if we can get up to 40 wins this season, then our franchise could break that 400 mark. Just another fun thing if you're looking the the big view of some of these things. Other things you can cheer for for this Timberwolves team. Yeah, I. It'd be nice to join the rest of the NBA in greater than a 40% winning percentage all time. There's just like little things like that where you got to, you know, being good is fun and it's time to erase some of the more uh, shameful aspects of our That's right. book. You it's know? a cleansing process. That's right. right so now. even even if, you know, we're not having the best season, we're still doing some good stuff here. Yeah. All You're right. right. Let's go I on. Like your, I like your attitude. Uh, thanks, Robert. You know, it's all about it's all about perspective. Let's mm. go ahead and go to our next topic. He's hitting up. Oh, man. Timberwolves fan favorite, Tyus Jones, going Mm. down with the injury on Tuesday. A high ankle sprain, I believe, is uh, what they called it. Right. So, I mean, I I barely know that because I wasn't paying attention to the NBA. I was doing my detox, like I was saying. That's right. I did see it was a high ankle sprain. So, not as bad as, say, J.J. Barea. We should be thankful for that. But, man, it hurts us at a time when, uh, you know, we're feeling the lack of depth. You know, Covington's hurt. Uh, Derek Rose probably... I wouldn't be surprised if he still set out some back-to-backs, you know, until he's 100%. And Teague is struggling mightily. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not Both sure. physically and kind of his, his game has been struggling a yeah. lot, too. And so. so the idea of having Jared Bayless come in and take some of those minutes is just like, 
not the most uh, encouraging. Uh, Jared Bayless, who was the only one of the, uh, I mean, the, obviously Covington didn't play, but Saric got some some cheers from the Philly fans, but uh, no. Bayless got pretty soundly booed <laughs> by the Philly fans, which is like, that's why? Philadelphia. You know? That's Philadelphia. What, yeah, yeah, that's they're Philly. Boo- they're a city that boos. That's right. They booed Santa they're Claus. They're a city of extremes. Yeah. Either they cheer you or they boo you. Uh, Neil wrote in the show notes, thanks to the producer and this guy, Neil, that the high ankle sprain was later downgraded. So that's it's right. it's not even that yeah. serious. Um, once again, though, let's look at the silver lining. We're going to get Tyus for cheap, man. He's going to stick around. Mm. I know. You think uh, that this is going to lower his price a little bit? That he's going to Yeah. You know, I've always been saying that over the years, everyone's calling for Tyus to get starters minutes or start or get more minutes. And I'm saying, like, I agree with all of you, but the only good side of this is we're keeping Tyus's price tag down. Now, you know, this season he had struggled to start the season. His shooting, he was trying to shoot a little bit more and wasn't having much success early. Kind of found his way lately over the past month or two. He's been playing like we kind of, that plus minus God that we know him as, the assist to turnover yes. ratio king of the NBA. Uh, and Scrappy defender. Yeah. And so uh, anytime he's at the risk of getting too exposed, something happens like this. And <laughs> once I just, I, what kind of contract, Fortuitous. what kind of contract do you think he's going to get this summer? Ooh, man. Um, and we have the right to match anything. We have the right to match anything. I think it's more like what at what point would you not want to match like a like a three year like you know thirty six million dollar deal or something. Yeah, like I think that. I think three years you know? thirty is where I get upset. I get I'd be I'd be worried about paying him double figures. You know, I, or you know, double figures. I mean, eight figures is what I mean to be saying. Uh, like take ten million, double million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, anything, anything per million, double figures per million. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, yeah, I would love to see something like if we could. You know, I don't even know, but just off the top of my head, do you think another team would offer him three years twenty one? At seven million per, I'm not sure. I think that'd be a bargain. Yeah, and so I just think that we're gonna have a really good chance to keep them. Considering how young he still is, he's yeah. like what 22 or something like that. And yeah, I uh, I'm a big Tyus guy, and I think the the local aspect really does. I mean, especially with the Wolves and this fan base, they love their local guys. Oh so, yeah, it'd be uh, even better when we draft his brother this year. Uh, he separated his shoulder, I think. Oh no, uh, Trey Jones, not is too my long man. ago. So we'll see. You know, best wishes to him, but. Uh, yeah, it, all it takes is one team to decide that they that they really want to screw over the wolves and be like put them to a decision about someone like that. All it takes is you know like a you know Sacramento or a Phoenix. Or yeah, I just it don't see anybody though. It'd just be irresponsible. I mean, it's not like when the wolves tried to get Batum from the, the Trailblazers, right. where he was yeah. like almost worth that money. Like if, if someone's going to be like, oh, we're going to give Tyus twelve million a year, I don't think anyone in the league's going to be like, okay, you know, like. Uh, I, I just think that the teams are going to shoot themselves in the foot. Saw it happen with Levine over the yeah, that's true. But at that point, season. the wolves the bulls already had him, so they felt like they couldn't yeah. let him get away, or else it would be that's true. letting some of your assets go. But I just think it's interesting. Um, I'm happy to hear it's not a serious injury. I think the team is going to suffer without him, but I just think that it's going to be one of those things that keeps them affordable for us. Maybe so. it could be almost the opposite of it lowering his value, and it's like the Wolves tank or something. And everyone will realize how big everyone the value realize is. how valuable he nah, is to this team. The, the general consensus will just blame Wiggins or something. You yes. know, no one will, will go into the old, X's zone. Like, old oh, reliable. Blame yeah, Wiggins. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to our next topic. He's heating up. Yes, we're still heating up because we have four topics this week. It takes oh, yeah. a little bit longer to heat up when you're older. At least that's what I've heard. Let's talk about Wolves <laughs> all-star odds. Uh, starting lineup voting ends Monday. Uh, January 20th, so that's next Monday. This is recording on Thursday the 17th. The All-Star Game is one month from today. It's uh, February 17th. So uh, the question is, uh, voting, will Rose stay ahead of Harden? Um, I think that's interesting. Um, So let's talk about, I guess just generally, let's talk about the odds of, who do you think? Do you think the Wolves will get one All-Star, two All-Stars, zero All-Stars, Rob? Warriors are headed at this. I mean, I think given how many votes Derrick Rose has gotten, um, I think they probably get two. I think they probably, I mean, what's the All-Star, uh, the the top however many guards, vote-getters get in for the fan vote? Is that? Well, or, no, the, here's what's the, rules. the What's the I, system I the again? Rules. I need to the get. The fan vote accounts for 50%. Okay. Then all the current players get a vote, and it, the media, a media panel, will also get a vote, and those each count for twenty five percent. So the players' vote counts for twenty five percent. Media vote counts for twenty five. Derek Rose probably won't get much media votes because the media no, understands none. It. It's a it's a nice little story, but I don't think he's going to get any votes from the media. Right. 
the players might be a little bit more. This is one of those things where let's talk He's about. He's a favorite. We should, of a bunch we should of players, say. So. Uh, I was going to say this for a little bit later. We should just say that Derrick Rose is seventh in the voting for both conferences. Um, only six players have more votes than Derrick Rose. That's Steph Curry, LeBron James, Luka Doncic. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, all those people have been all-stars and are surefire all-stars except for Luka. Luka is one of the ones where I could see like him not getting in because I don't think the players will vote for him because the players will be like, you're a rookie, you got to wait your turn. That's Whereas right. I see... I could, skills challenge. I could see the players having a little bit more respect for D-Rose because the players are like, wow, it's a we, good story we've seen what them, he's gone yeah. through. So D-Rose has maybe a better chance than Luka because I could see him getting, you know, obviously the fan vote he's doing awesome at. Right. And maybe he'll get enough of the... Um, the player vote to stay in it, but I just I'm having a hard time seeing it because the thing is, what is it? Twelve players for each side, right? And so I mean, I was listening to the Zach Lopod with Kevin Arnovitz. They broke down their team, and you know, you're like, oh, twelve. That's a lot of slots. Not really when you start considering. No. Like West you, you so got to think Curry and Harden are going to be your starting guards, right? Hands down. Then let's say your starting forwards are Durant, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Who does that leave for the bench? You have Paul George as a shoe in. Nikola Jokic is a shoe in. Yeah. Um, you got to think Dame Lillard's probably going to get Lillard's it. getting in. Uh, Towns, I think, is a shoe in for me. I think Towns is a lock. And yeah. so you're at nine already right there. And that's without adding Russell Westbrook, who's Westbrook, had a tough, tough season, right. but is a perennial all star. That's not without having anyone representing the Spurs, you know, maybe DeRozan, mm-hmm. Aldridge. There's right. no one representing the Jazz yet. Gobert's probably going to get in. Uh, no one from the Clippers yet, you know, on there. And they Clippers, have a yeah. good record, but who knows? And so I'm just saying, Usually like, they throw in at least if a team's had, you know, kind of unexpected, they've overachieved. They usually try to, you know, get right. get someone represented on there. So yeah, I could exactly. see like Tobias Harris or something sure. getting on there. Yeah. I, you so, know, I feel bad. Even a guy like Mike Connolly or something. Yeah, you know? he's awesome. He's just not Get the gonna, Lifetime Achievement Award there, kind you know? of uh, all-star uh, selection. Right. But, uh, yeah, D Rose does not belong in that. that so group. yeah, I don't think D Rose will make the team unless he gets some kind of crazy amount of player votes because I just I don't think I just think twelve slots is not enough. But I do I'm very confident Cat will be picked. Yes, I both, think he both definitely Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnovitz had him as a lock for right. the All Star team. Yeah. So I think we'll see Cat. I, so. I don't think we'll see Rose. Um, and that's still a pretty good, you know, outcome because yeah. I can't make the argument anyone else on the Wolves is playing. It would at be kind of honestly, it would be kind of weirdly awkward if Derrick Rose was on the All Star team. Yeah, it'd be like you got all these like incredible talents, and then you've got Derrick Rose, who's good and everything, but he's sort of getting it almost like out of almost like out of sympathy or something like that. Yeah, there's like a, he's there's played a well, but he's missed a lot of games. Like, oh, the broken guy isn't broken right now. That's you know, right. It's, there's a lot of pity. Going it has into things that. other than it would be. A it would sad. be based on motivation other than like his encore performance. Really, that wouldn't be the primary reason. Right, and plus it would be sad where like the All Star game inevitably becomes a highlight reel where guys aren't playing defense and stepping out of the way, so there can be these awesome dunks and alley oops. Yeah, I feel and you'd like, see Derrick Rose doing finger rolls and stuff and not dunking. Yeah. He'd just be doing. Like, I'd be worried that he'd try to dunk and he'd end up like getting stuffed by the rim or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure you still can dunk. I don't think I it'll happen it this year. I don't think it'll happen, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I think we're on the same page. Cats making it. Cats G-Mo's making probably it. Not. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to our final topic. He's on fire. Uh, I got an email from the Minnesota Twins today uh, telling me about the f- the ticket package, the Joe Maurer he- uh, bobblehead ticket package. Joe Maurer, uh, one of the greatest players in Twins history. I put him like maybe legend. number five, number four in tw- Twins history. Mm. He is a legend. They're going to retire his number next season. Uh, they announced it already. They said, we're not even going to wait you know, <laughs> for the right. season to start. We're going to tell you we're retiring your number. And so the Twins have four different, they have five different Joe Bob- Maurer bobbleheads for next season. Are you going to try to get all of them? Uh, maybe, maybe. The thing is, I like doing the Twins. A couple of times a year, they'll give away bobbleheads where you just have to buy the ticket package. I buy the Star Wars ticket package. Okay. It's the same price as like normal tickets, but you're guaranteed your bobblehead. Right. I like that more because I hate showing up like two hours before. You have to yeah. show up like half an hour before the gate, which is two hours before the game. So then you're there two hours ahead of time just wandering the park. Not a huge fan of that, um, but I might. If I get one, I might get that collecting urge. The other thing is, I've, I haven't been as adamant about the bobbleheads lately once I've realized you can give it two months and buy them for like 25 bucks on eBay. <laughs> like they're okay. really cheap to buy on eBay. Secondary market part. is yeah. kind of these things. So, um, but I think this is interesting. They have four different days where they're giving out bobbleheads to the first, however many fans show up first 10,000 fans. And then there's a fifth bobblehead. You can only do by doing a season ticket package. 
Um, together, the gate giveaway bobbleheads form the number seven as a base, which is cool because that's Joe <laughs> Mauer's cool. number. Uh, May 24th, they have a Joe Mauer bobblehead of him in his high school Creed and Durham Hall high school Raiders jersey. Mm-hmm. July 19th, 21-year-old Mauer making his Major League debut, the starting catcher. August 24th, you can get Joe Mauer with his American League MVP, Gold Glove, and Silver Slugger awards from his 2009 season. September 7th, you get Joe Mauer's final game uh, as a twin, which was September 30th, 2018. And then the ticket package one is Joe catching, uh, doing a behind-the-net catch where he reached behind the net behind home plate and caught a ball. Right. It's really cool. And so I think that's cool honoring him with five different bobbleheads with iconic career moments. I'm thinking, well, we're always talking about, you know, uh, retiring KG's number if, he, you know, he'll ever let he us ever do that. He ever agrees to it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wrote down some ideas uh, for moments from KG's career. Uh, yes. Let's just talk about it. I think, obviously, draft day, having him in a suit with a hat. It's That's an iconic right. image, him with Stern. Big smile. Uh, Skinny. Oh, yeah. Let's put Stern on the, the statue, too. Stern, oh, yeah. like, KG kind of leaning over so he can hold the ball and take the photo with Stern. Right, right. We'll yeah, that. that's classic. Um, I think we got to get one of him in his rookie year, you know, where he's super skinny. And right. He's the kid, you know. He's he's wearing the old, the the original uniforms. The original, Not yeah. his, uh, you know, graffiti era ones, you mm-hmm. know, just the old school ones. Um, I think that the third bobblehead would be KG standing on the scorer's table after the playoff win against the Kings, where he yes. jumped up on the scorer's table. That would be a great The most iconic yeah. image of KG, I think, of his career. Um, I have, uh, because they did a Joe Maurer with him holding his trophies, one with KG with his MVP award, maybe the Defensive Player of the Year award as well, and maybe his All-Star MVP trophy. You yeah. Know, just I like him holding some accolades. Holding all of them, yeah. And then his final one would be when he returns at the end of his career, I thought perhaps KG dunking on Blake. Yes. That was Absolutely. an all-time moment. I would probably add one, and that it would be a dual bobblehead him hugging Malik Seeley after that uh, game winner that Malik made. I love it. Uh, Iconic. Uh, that was early on in his career. That would uh, that'd be something I'm sure he'd get behind. So when he like you know tackled him, yeah, to the ground yeah, and definitely. they all mobbed around. Him. Oh yeah, I can see, I see the image in my head, and if I if I can oh, picture yeah. it, you know, without even thinking, then it's iconic enough for a bobble. I'm sure that was like one of his all time favorite. NBA moments. Oh was yeah, that yeah. He's I'm always sure he about remembers his guys. He's always about his guys. So. That's about. That's exactly right. So hey, Tim Rolls, that's an idea from us to you. Actually, it's an idea from the twins to us to you. So you can, uh, you know, you can take it if you want. All right. We're coming. We're coming. <laughs> and we are coming right now for our sponsor. As I'm sure you all come to realize through listening to this podcast, Scott is a dynamo and a Renaissance man with many skills and passions particularly for the Timberwolves. So with that in mind, I'm honored to introduce Scott's new consulting service, Scott Takes. That's right. That's right. I understand business. I understand what it takes to get ahead in this world. So I got a couple of, you know, pointers, uh, little uh, ideas, little uh, giveaways, oh, uh, campaigns. Uh, right, tell Scott. Some stuff to, you know, energize the crowd. We got a problem. You've got a problem, Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> this is me. This is a free consultation just to give you a taste of what I can do with my services at Scott Takes. That's right. Scott Takes. Flaming hot. Scott Takes. Flaming Scott. Come takes. at you. That's right. So here's what we do. We need to get butts in the seats. What's selling a lot right now? Superhero movies. Everyone goes and sees your superhero movies. Everyone's trying to create a multiverse. You've got to create a storyline with your characters that hooks your fans, gets them in seats. And so I've been reading a lot of superhero comics. You know, they're making the big bang boom. They're making the moolah. They're making the cashola. You know, that pay per pay, that dinero, if you will. Bread. Oh, yeah, all the bread. I like bread. Me too. And so, if you like bread, what I think you should do is take a page out of the books of comic books. Or take a page out of the pages of comic books. Whatever. You get what I'm trying to say here. Here's the idea. It's time to kill Crunch. Oh! Happy birthday to Crunch. One of my favorite promotions every year. Always gets me there. This Friday, San Antonio Spurs. Crunch's birthday. Happy birthday. Got me thinking. Crunch is a little old, huh? He's been living a long time. I looked up the average (laughs) lifespan for wolves. Six to eight years. Hmm. Crunch is older than that. But then, like, wolves in captivity can be up to, like, 15 years. Either way, Crunch has outlived his stay. It's just unrealistic. Kids aren't going to buy it. This wolf has outlived his welcome. So here's what we do. The death of Crunch. We have something planned. You get all the butts in the seats because everyone's going to you know, want to be there and see that. That's why the death of Superman issue, it's its like one of the best selling issues of all time. That's why comic books are always killing their characters and they're coming back and they're killing them because that sells books and we want to sell tickets. So what we do is we kill Crunch. We have him be doing a, 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 a stunt in the stadium that goes wrong. You know, he's riding the riding the sled down the stairs and he wipes out. And then he's done. And so 
Then the question is, what happens next? Well, well then we need a new superhero slash mascot. So then we get to do who's the replacement for Crunch? Who's the new Crunch? And then like mm. maybe there's a new Crunch and everyone's like, who's is that Crunch? Or like a new mascot. And everyone's like, who's that mascot under that mask? We don't know. He's the new mascot. He's the new sexy mascot. Or maybe we have a contest. We have fans vote. You know, we get our poochie in here for our itchy and scratchy <laughs> trio. And then we have the new mascot come out. And then it's like, all right, let's have some. We're going to sell a lot of toys. We're going to sell a lot of bobbleheads. We're going to be like, this is the new mascot. We put a lot of promotional muscle into it. You know, and then we start the next season and we have the new mascot. And it's like, okay, here we go. And then Crunch comes back. Oh. We have a return to Crunch. The resurrection. Resurrection, that's right. And once people decide they don't like the new mascot, he's no Crunch. We like old Crunch better. And so what we'll do is we'll have the return of Crunch night, the rebirth of Crunch. It gives us a chance to modernize Crunch's look. He gets reborn, recreated. Crunch is back. All the fans are happy. And so you, what you do is you're playing with the fan base's emotion. You kill Crunch. You out of a new mascot, then you bring Crunch back. That works for comic books. It's worked for 50, 60 years for Marvel. It's going to work for the Timberwolves. So this is just a free idea right off the top of the dome. Scott Takes. That's right. Your personal consulting firm. Wow. Scott Takes. Wow. Crunch dying live at Target Center. The death of Crunch. Jeez. An all-black program. You can see it. That's right. Oh, wow. man. Kids crying. They could do like a funeral at the Mall of America in the offseason. Oh. You know, Crunch's funeral. That would be get some people there to speak get at Get the it. rest of the mascots oh, get all, there. Get all the mascots black. that show up Yeah, at, at Crunch's birthday. All the mascots The gorilla show up. presiding. Oh, my God. That'd be great. We have like TC Bear like crying. TC. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my fist way over my head to simulate where the head would be in a mascot. I'm like, oh. it's tears right now. Wow. That would get me to show up if I knew that if I knew that Crunch was somehow to be reborn. You tell me that that wouldn't be the big one New of the powers? bigger stories in the NBA. Wow. And there's some precedent for this. The Raptor got injured. And so instead of having a new person in the raptor suit, they invented a second raptor mascot named Stripes. And he was a raptor with stripes instead of the normal raptor. And then when the raptor got healed from his injury, I think he tore his ACL, he came back. And that, then there's two of them, you know? It could be done. There's precedent for this. But you're taking a step further. We kill Crunch. We kill Crunch. Right. But he'll, he'll be back. Wow. They always come back. I think that's cutting edge. Yeah. And it, I like it. It's, it's going to get the buzz. Not that I don't like Crunch. It's just... Well, he's not going anywhere for too long. You got to add some layers Superman's to the Superman's still around, but he died, and he sold a ton of issues. That's right. So, How can you miss something if it doesn't go away for a little while? An NBA you know? mascot has never died on in an arena before, and tell me you wouldn't buy a ticket for that. Oh, I would pay top dollar for so, that, Scott. That's, that's me paying for some sponsor time on my own podcast just so I can advertise Scott Takes. That's right. Well, you did not disappoint on that, Scott. I am impressed by your Scott Takes. I predict we'll make a lot of money, but let's talk some more about predictions, right? Let's. Right now. We'll predict it. All right, predict it. We haven't done this segment for a little bit. Uh, back when, it was a couple months ago, I think it was episode 92, this is episode 99. Do the math, that was seven episodes ago, I think, right? Yeah, oh. we're in there. Ugh, math. Anyways, Long time. we're going to review some of the predictions from that episode, just so, you know, we hold ourselves honest. We're not just making predictions and not revisiting That's them. Right. You know, we're going right. to hold ourselves accountable here. We're right more than we're wrong. Well, I am. Neil is, you know, pretty hit and miss, actually. Uh, but you can <laughs> take my predictions to the bank. Uh, on that last podcast, Neil predicted the Wolves will make another deal before the trade deadline. He says Gorgie most likely will need to attach Jones or Tolliver to move him. Uh, I think this is funny because Jones is maybe a negative asset right now. Even taking out his injury, I'm not sure if people would be like, Jones is so good, that's, that'll make it worth it to take Gorgie's contract. You know, I think you have to attach a first-round pick to get yeah, Gorgie I off think the books, you do. right? I think, I think it's, it's silly bad. to kind of assume that like Tyus is going to be such a such a reward. I don't think any other team in the NBA... Gorgie really hasn't improved his stock very much this year either so uh the, mo- the best uh, thing he's done for his rounder, stock i think the best thing that's happened to the gorgie james trade value is that his deal is shorter every single day <laughs> that's right yeah it keeps getting better at and some better at some point they'll be like well he's only two more years on this you know i think it's more likely to be like a next year sort of thing that you can deal gorgie just yeah. to, just as like an expiring deal and someone who's you know serviceable at times. Yeah, I think this is interesting. Uh, Neil made this prediction before Thibodeau got tired, fired. So we don't even know how much agency Scott Layden has as GM to do trades. So That's true. Technically, Neil's verdict on this is we'll see. 
there's still time. There could be a trade, and we'll just have to wait and see. But That's right. It's not looking great, I would say. Well, um, let's move on to one you made. I, I said that Derrick Rose is voted into the All-Star game. I made this prediction before I realized that the fan vote only counts for 50% of the vote. But I still feel pretty good about myself. I have uh, Derrick Rose has 1.98 million votes. Like I said, only six players have more votes than him. And uh, one, two... Uh, no, wait, Kawhi's never won the MVP. Uh, I was about to say, a couple of them won MVP. Uh, they've all been in MVP discussions besides Luka. That's right. Um, um, so, um, fans will. Kawhi won account- Finals MVP for what it's That's worth. That's right, exactly. And Giannis might win MVP this year for what it's worth. But yeah. um, with fans only accounting for fifty percent of the vote, we talked about this earlier. I don't think Rose is going to make the team, but he has the votes. He has the votes, but it won't matter. Is my verdict. So I was mm. I was accurate that Derrick Rose would get enough votes to qualify or be in that discussion. But um, technically, I'm guessing that I'm going to give myself the buzzer sound effect because technically. Not going to be on the team. Mm. I said he'd be voted onto the team, and he's got the votes. Screwed but by not a technicality. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I've made. <laughs> it seems like every year I make a prediction based on some weird part of the NBA rules. And like last year, I predicted that I was really happy with my prediction. I was like, "We're going to win our division, but another team will have more, but we'll still be a higher seed." And they're like, "Neil's like, they don't do that in the rules anymore. <laughs> the division winner doesn't get a higher lost seed. on that one." Yep. So yeah, sometimes do your homework you know, on these predictions. Exactly. Uh, I just assume too much. Um, another prediction Neil had: Carl Towns will win three-point shootout at All-Star Weekend. Verdict? Still in the air. It could happen. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't I don't see Towns doing it, but... Yeah, I don't know. know if you'd want to do it. It is some... It's kind of cool. Like, you know, Kevin Love did it. He won that one year. We've had some big guys do it, but... Uh, I think it'd be interesting because on the pod when Neil made this prediction, I talked about how I've never seen a person in the three-point shootout with a set shot. It's all jump shooters, you know? Cat yeah. doesn't really leave his feet too much. I mean, Steph Curry, you know, he, he's kind of a set shooter, but... He's got a little hop. A little bit. Short hop. That's yeah. a Smash Brothers term where you do a little short hop and attack. <laughs> you know, it's a short hop. I hate short hops. It's so hard to defend. It'll mess you up. Yeah. It's a little easier in Ultimate. You can just hit jump and attack at the same time. You'll do a short oh, really? hop attack. It's a little easier. Okay. Um, so that's our video game moment. And then finally, my other prediction, and this one's looking bad. Wiggins finishes the season <laughs> shooting 38% from three-point line. I should have tempered that a little bit. Even on the pod when I said I was like, I should I should make it easy and say 35 and take the easy way out. You no, got cocky. I didn't. And so I brought his shooting numbers by month. October, 38% from three. November, 34%. December, 35 January only 30 so it's still going to be a career high I think for Wiggins that all said and done he might end up 34 35 percent which is you know average uh, for a guy who's taking as many shots as him but I'm just going to say this is not looking good for me on that so much so a little rough for me so far but uh, let's go ahead and oh we also had some rapid fire predictions I should go over we said let's what will it take for Tibbs to be fired in the season during the season I said we when we had decided to tank slash we're 10 games under 500 wasn't right about that. Apparently, no, we're one game under 500, it, yeah. and you can get fired. And Neil didn't really commit to anything on that. Um, will Towns make All-NBA? We both said no. The way he's playing these past, like, 12 games, I'm starting to think, like, he's, you know... He can make, like, a, the third team sco- or something. Yeah, if, he, if he's averaging, like, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 4 blocks, 3 assists, or 3 blocks, 3 assists, it'd be hard to say no. But I, I think the thing Neil and I talked about on that pod is that it's hard to give all NBA to a person who's on a losing team. Yeah. And so if we don't finish the season with a winning record, even if Kat's numbers are better in every category than Jokic, Jokic but Jokic, one, but Jokic yeah. gets his team to the playoffs, you know, then Jokic is right. going to get that spot. It's tough because if we're counting just centers, Anthony Davis, Embiid. Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. There's three more Boom. deserving centers. So yeah. I think, it's be hard I think we'll be correct there. about that, unfortunately, for town's sake. Um, will the team make the playoffs? We both said no. And then finally, we both predicted uh, what the final record would be. Neil said 43 and 39. I said 39 and 43. <laughs> uh, for Neil to be right, the team would have to go 22 and 16 from here on out. Um, mm. We could, but I don't think it's likely considering we have... I think we have the fourth hardest schedule remaining. The last 20 games of the season are brutal for Dealing us. Dealing with injuries. Just brutal for us the right last now. 20 games yeah. of the season. I predicted we were going to go 39 and 43. We just have to go 18 and 20 from here on out. That seems more doable. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll it's see. always more doable to lose more than you win. Uh, that reminds me. Oh gosh, I got I to gotta pull up. The, just, that reminds me of uh, this wonderful drop that I've become such a big fan of. It's never good when you, know, you miss shots. <laughs> 
so we'll, nonchalant. We'll put wigs. All right. We well, know. let's make up some new predictions, Robert. Let's uh, let's, let's uh, have you get us started. Okay. Uh, my first prediction: the Wolves will regret letting go of James Nunnally, and he will flourish with the Rockets. Ooh. He already uh, he hit, I think, three threes in their recent loss to uh, to the Nets. And uh, I think he fits very well into that system. And we, we always thought that he was like an NBA level talent. He was mm-hmm. just stuck in a bad situation. And uh, it reminds me of Troy Daniels, who plays for the Troy Suns Daniels, now. Right. We got him from Memphis, and what do we trade to Memphis to get him? I forget. It was it was, a, <laughs> I, not, it was Mo Williams or something. I don't know. I am. I don't know. We, yeah, it was just a, a flyer so that long we took ago. on him, and he was just a you know a gunner. He was in the D League. He was known for his three point shooting, and he plays for the Suns. And whenever we play against him, Troy Daniels lights us up a little bit. So, yeah. uh, you know, no, hopefully Nunnally's not like that. So you're going to say we're going to regret letting Nunnally go. We will go. regret letting James Nunnally go. That he would would have had a role on this team. All right, I like that. Uh, my prediction is going to be that Josh Okogie's team is going to win the Mountain Dew Kickstart Rising Stars Challenge. Bold prediction. He's on bold. He's on the global team. It's a little bold just because, you know, the question is who's going to play? Because Ben Simmons, he's a sophomore. He's not going to play. He's, he's going to be an all-star. That. That's right. Is Luka going to be an all-star? I don't think he will, so I think Luka will play. I think it, Luka will play. It's this weird thing. Like, if, if he plays, it's like, it's so many other... It's him and, like, everybody else pretty much, it seemed like. But, yeah. uh... Uh, but you know he might want to be a part of All Star Weekend just is, to is just Jason to be there. Tatum now above it? You know, yeah, it is a question of like who's above it at yeah. this point. So I mean, Team America has uh, like Mitchell and Tatum and stuff, and that's a little encouraging. Yeah, Donovan but, Mitchell is he above it? Yeah, uh, I think he's not above it yet because he's not going to get uh, voted into the All Star game. So right. I think he, when you, when you don't get picked as, into the All Star game, going to the Rising Star Challenge is like your excuse to go and experience it. You know, and still be right. represented a little bit. Um, so I could see, I could technically see Tatum doing it too, but I just think that the world team with Luca, you know, with, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander with, right. uh, you know, obviously Josh Okogi, we got, we got Okogie. some, we got some, you know, heavy hitters. I like that. I like that prediction. So that's my prediction. All right. My next one, um, the next drama that we as Wolves fans experience will somehow center around Jeff Teague. Either he's going to be Intriguing. causing discourse or I don't think he's going to trade demand. I don't I don't know what it is, but something's brewing with Jeff Teague right now, and he seems discontent. When so. I was thinking about my predictions, I was thinking, who who would I predict is going to get ejected this year? And Jeff Teague was the first one I thought of. Yeah, it just seems like some discontent is there. Exactly. Yeah. Bubbling under the surface. I wonder about him next year. I mean, he's slated to make, what, like $19 million or if something like that if he opts in. And it's this weird decision he's got where, like, if he sticks with the Wolves, yeah, he's going to get paid way more that one year than he would get on the open market. But then but he his, has the open market one year later. His stock one might drop older. so much in that one year that it's like, you know, when am I am I going to be fighting to get, like, $5 million a year or something the following year? Yep, and this is a season where salary caps this offseason will be. Some teams, a lot of teams have salary room. Uh, there's a lot of big free agents hitting, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, a lot yep. of big names in free agency. <laughs> and obviously teams are going to carve out the space to sign a big guy, and then when those guys stay with their teams, you know, these yeah. teams, we've seen what happens when teams carve out max space like the Knicks for, like, LeBron James. And, and LeBron doesn't out, come, yeah. and so they're like, well, okay, Amari, here's, here's way too much money for you. Yeah. So, I could, Texas one team. I could see Jeff's Teague agent being like, it makes sense, Jeff. You won't get paid nineteen million per, but maybe you can get three years fifteen per, and that sort of thing. You know, something a little like bit that. more long term and yep. be in a little bit better situation potentially. So, yeah, it, it's really hard to predict what he's going to do. But gun to my head, I would say he opts out. That's my mm, guess. I think he opts in. All right. Well, that's a fun. Prediction. I hope he. I hope you're right. Honestly, Robert, I say he opts out. I think he opts in. All right. We got a challenge. We'll that's put it right. on the board. We're going to go put back on the to bulletin that. board. All right, we should make we'll we'll make a bet and choose some stakes. Maybe you buy me dinner if I'm right, or vice versa. Yes. All right. Done. My final prediction: the Wolves will Panera. lose. We are playing the Suns twice in the upcoming week. One at home, one on the road, and I predict we will lose one of those two games to the <sighs> Phoenix Suns. I already lost once against them. This is just a historical thing. The Timberwolves <laughs> uh, don't care, take care of business against bad teams, and they also like if they play twice in a row, they tend to drop one. You know, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. I just it. I've never seen this Timberwolves team be competent enough to be like we're a better team. We're going to beat this team two times in a row back yeah. to back just because we're. You call it like the San Antonio. Yeah, take where it. You, you win the games you're supposed to win. Take care of all the teams that are worse than you, and you right. take a couple of the teams that. And are that's why San Antonio every year it's forty plus wins because it's just they, they beat year. the teams worse than them. They 
win home games, you know? That's right. So I predict one of the two games against the Suns next week. I hope you're wrong. After after one of the two games against the Suns next week, our listeners will have to be taking our advice about what to do after a bad loss, is what I'm going (laughs) to say. That's right. We're going to take our advice on that. Again, write it down. All right, everybody. That takes us to our weekly Wolfies. Presenting your Weekly Wolfies. All right, Weekly Wolfies, you all know, and this is your first time, and if it's your first time, wow, thanks for listening and getting this far on the podcast, and yeah, wow, I mean, raise your hand, comment on this, tweet at us. Pat yourself on I the just, back I don't well. know if there is a new listener, but if there is, I want to know about oh, you, you're so out get there. at us, at Wolvescast on Twitter, uh, comment on the Canis Hoopus post, uh, where this will be posted as well. I would love to meet somebody who just started now, but j- just in case there is a new person, the Weekly Wolfie is an award we give away. It's either a good thing or a bad thing, a sad thing, a jealous thing. It's a thing. It's just a thing, and we kind of determine what it's going to be. So, Robert, yeah. why don't you go ahead and give us your Wolfie for the All week? All right, I'm going to give my Weekly Wolfie to one Luol Deng. And I'm uh, I'm just very happy that he actually has gotten some playing time. He actually got yeah. some substantive playing time against uh, New Orleans. Uh, made a three, made like a nice, uh, uh, got in the right spot for a nice under the basket lay in. And the reaction that he got out of the Wolves bench, you can tell that they love Luol. And oh, he does yeah. seem like oh, a yeah. good guy. I I feel bad that he was brought in basically just to have. Uh, just to have uh, Tibbs back, yeah. Basically, like it didn't really have a whole lot to do with basketball, and you could have had a guy like like the Sixers just picked up. You could have had Corey Brewer, yeah. Um, but I do feel good for Luol. He does seem like one of the good guys in the game, and uh, good to see him actually getting some run with the Wolves and with, with all these injuries. How good you know? he was at his peak. He was oh, man. And when he was at his peak, I think he made back-to-back all-star teams two years in a row. And that was, was one he, of the best two basically Jimmy, one of the best two-way players in the league. He was basically Jimmy Butler, where he was an all-star twice in a row, played the most minutes in the league, I think both of those years, was just a great perimeter. Guard four great, positions. Yeah, great defender. And then the years where he peaked and got those two all-stars were the ones where the offense came, where it's like the defense was always there. And then for a couple years, the Bulls really relied on uh, offense and he became this two-way player but I was just thinking about Rocco today and like just how much it can't be understated how much we miss having someone who is really a lockdown defender for Wayne just knows where to be yeah and just like how much we miss that just on the defensive end not even on the offensive end and it's just like the players like Luol Dane are so rare and also like some of my favorite players to watch where it's just like they get their work done on defense, and then whatever happens on offense is just extra. You Those know? are good years yeah. that he had. And, I was, I've always uh, been a be fan overlooked. of Luol Dane. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's easy to forget how like coveted of a free agent he was when he left the Bulls. Remember, it was like Miami. It was like, who's going to get yeah. Luol Dane? You know? Who's going to get him? Yeah, so I love Luol Dane. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Well, he's getting my Wolfie. Um, I'm giving the Wolfie to me. And wow. You. And you, I guess. To us. Oh, thanks. It's I don't it's for good. We can share. It's not or for bad? I don't know. Let me tell it's you. It's for something. Let me tell you. I'm giving the award to us because we do what we want. You know, That's a right. lot of people do stuff because it's going to be popular or it's going to become it's successful. Not us. not us. We don't care about being successful or or, or It's a good thing. You know, making money. We care about just, you know, marching to the beat of our own weird drum. We do stuff to please ourselves. And by this I mean we made a bunch of Alexi Chavez t-shirts a couple years back. Oh yeah, and he got Classic. traded, and we had like a hundred Alexi t- t-shirts we couldn't do anything with at that point. Mm. And uh, we made these enamel pins uh, with Tom Thibodeau, uh, nineteen eighty-nine Tom Thibodeau with the flowing mullet. Right. You've probably seen them. You can go to wolfscast.com, click on the shop page. You can buy yourself one. And uh, once again, we are just now sitting on like 100 in our inventory. And can't imagine too many people are going to buy Thibodeau pins anymore. So uh, once again. You could burn yours in effigy. Yeah. Once, well, I, here's my offer. Melted If you effigy. want us to, you can purchase a Tom Thibodeau pin. I'm sure Neil will discount it here soon. But if you purchase a pin, I will draw black X's on Thibodeau's eyes with a Sharpie wow. if you want me to. I'll X out the eyes of the Sharpie so it looks like you know he cartoonishly died. Sure. Um, if you want that, we can do that. Um, and so on one hand, I was going to say, man, we did it again. We we made a product nobody wanted because we're the only people who thought it was funny or cool. And now we're left with all this inventory. But you know what? I admire us for doing this. I do too. Because we don't care if you like us. We're going to just do what tickles ourselves. And if we're the only ones laughing, so be it. You have any uh, Pexecution shirts left? Those actually we sold out of. Those wow. were popular. In fact, I, get, I guarantee you if we did another one of those, I, I, we could sell out of them again. Wow. 
iconic. Those are great. But we still have shirts. lots of great merchandise besides the Thibodeau pin. We have a uh, enamel pin of the Car- Kevin Garnett for MVP campaign. Uh, KG for MVP. That's yep. right. We I have a one. great lawn sleeve shirt with the trees uh, from the throwback era uh, jerseys. Those are really comfortable. Uh, my wife Stylish. loves to sleep in them in a long sleeve shirt. And it's very comfy. So check out the Wolf's Cast store. We got all kinds of fun products. Winter hats. Polar Vortex is coming in right now. Oh, yeah. So we got a very stylish palm hat. Uh, it says Wolf on it. And it's a very agreeable price. So go to wolfscast.com, click on the shop page, and uh, support us. Because we're going to keep doing it whether you support us or not. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right, everybody, we have a brand new game to play this week. Inspired part of Trilly by Robert. Um, really? Yeah, we didn't mention it yet, but Robert has his own podcast that is endlessly entertaining. Endless. It's called Kings of the North. It's the end of the football season. What, you guys going to do one more episode before taking uh, a break? We're going to do a Super Bowl special, and then we'll probably do a couple podcasts here and there for the offseason, the draft, and stuff like that. But since the uh, NFC North is officially out of the playoffs altogether... Uh, we've slowed down from doing the weekly podcast, but uh, there's an entire backlog of Kings of the North episodes that still hold up, even though the games are no longer. Relevant. It's true. So, Listen to the Thanksgiving episode when I was a guest on it. If you want to oh, hear, oh, that more was me. wild. Great episode. Also, though, just like I don't like the NFL. I I, I oh, actively I dislike it. I, I yeah, I hate the NFL. But I listen to this podcast every week because it's that funny. It's so good that even if you hate the sport, you're going to love it. Um, I would recommend well, thanks, you try man. it out. It's called Kings of the North. They have a great segment called The Hot Seat oh, where yeah. uh, you get asked a question and then you have to take some eat some hot sauce and then answer very the question while your, your mouth is burning up. Oh. And it's very funny on just as an audio experience. And so I thought... Why don't we do something where we're putting food in our mouths? A little, less, show? A little less painful. We have well, to come we'll up with a, a name of this this thing. We're, what we're going to do is Robert is going to we're each going to take turns. Robert's going to fill his mouth with marshmallows until he can't really speak, and then he's going to say the name of an NBA team, the name of a Timberwolves player, and then he's going to say one of our sound drops. And for each of those, I'm going to try and guess what he's saying, even though his mouth is full of marshmallows. Yeah. I was thinking uh, something like. Uh, Fluffy mouth, or something, you know, mar- mallow mouth might mallow be a good name. Mouth. I was thinking cat got your tongue might be fun because of the cat association, but right. it doesn't really have anything to do with marshmallows. If you have an idea for what we can call this game, chime I'm in. Gonna, I'm going to see if the marshmallows inspire me, and uh, yeah, we'll see what goes from there. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and load up here. All right, here we go. I think I've got a, a good handful. Let's see yeah, how many we, I can I, I have brought more than enough marshmallows, so if you need more, we're going to have extras. Um, I just wanted to overdo it. It's almost like a comical sense. We got mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough to understand. Mm-hmm. All right. Robert, go ahead and, and say the NBA team. Memphis Oh, my God. I, I think you picked the same one I did. I'll change mine up. Mm-hmm. Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. we both think of Memphis? Okay. I got that one right. So pop in another marshmallow. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll make it a little harder because I got that one right. This, this should be a visual. It's very mm-hmm. funny to see Robert packing these marshmallows in. Mm-hmm. All right, Robert, tell me the name of a Minnesota Timberwolves player. Mm-hmm. Mm, I got that one. This one is Anthony Tolliver. Mm. Guess we need a few more in there. <laughs> I don't think they can fit. I honestly don't think there's any more space, but we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Don't choke. This could be our first uh, Wolves cast injury. I could successfully do the Heimlich on air. There are now marshmallows coming out of his mouth because mm. there's just no more room inside there. All right, Robert, say a quote from our sound drops. <laughs> oh my god! I'm nowhere close. Um, try one more time. Is it Glenn Taylor doesn't know S about basketball? Mm. All right, I'm going to get this one, Ron. Mm. You're dripping a little bit with the mallow, so I'm going to let Robert empty his mouth real quick. We have, uh, you know, bonfires standing by. For oh, wow. Too. Wow. Robert, what was that final one? I could not tell. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anyone else. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, Very man. good. Very good. That's some good mallow. No. All right, well, I'm going to start filling up, and Whew. I will have to change my team. I'm going to think of a new one. Okay, I got my new team. Really mash them in there. They start to melt. Mm-hmm. I found. Cool. Never had marshmallow in my mouth for that long. <laughs> oh wow, Scott is loading up here. <laughs> this is really something to behold. 
Okay. First NBA team. The Lake. Houston Rockets. <laughs> you have to go by like syllables. Okay, more going down the hatch. Okay, next an NBA Timberwolves player. Is it Gorgie Jag? Yes. <laughs> oh man. What is that? Three more? Oh. <laughs> man, it is bursting out of your mouth right now. Okay, here we go. Next, a quote from the soundboard. He's getting a quick selfie. That's a good call. I should have done that. <laughs> Say it again. I had no idea what that was. I got it. I have zero idea what that was. Okay, I gotta get. I got. You gotta hit the buzzer for me on that one. What was it? I, I said it a little bit wrong, but I think it, you probably still wouldn't have got it. Alexi, change his face. Oh, enjoy it. God, that went through my head. Ah. All right. Oh, man. I think what we've learned here is that by syllables, you can kind of do NBA teams. You can do it by syllables. You might be able to get players. I thought a lot about syllables. Once you get into full sentences, that's when it comes. Your luck is as good as I. Maybe you did better at home. Maybe you you are gifted. And if you did better at home, let us know. Yeah. It's always good to find out who's lying on the internet. Try it at home, though. Yeah, try it at home. Great it's, for all members of the family. They're cheap, too. Marshmallows are real cheap. Oh, yeah. And delicious. I'd Not like to point out, I bought delicious. way too many marshmallows for this. For some reason, I thought we uh, were going to each have like 50 in our mouths. Uh, they'll keep. Yep, they will. I'm going to take them home. I'm going to make hella hot chocolate this weekend. Oh, hell yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that does it for another week of Timberwolves basketball. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Canis Hoopus. They let us do this every single week, and uh, they got some terrific writing. And man, those the are best. the real heroes because when I'm like, oh, bad game, I'm going to detoxify from the NBA for two days and not pay attention. These guys are the hardworking editors who go in, log in, Break and write down. stuff yeah. about it. So, shouts to them. Uh, shouts to Canis Hoopus. Check out their stuff. Check out the comment section, the terrific comment section of wonderful Wolves fans. Um, shouts to Robert, uh, my regular co-host now, and uh, we'll we'll have we're him back steady. next week for episode 100. Oh man, we're gonna do something special, but I'm not gonna tell you. Number one, because I want it to be a surprise, and number two, because I haven't decided or thought of anything yet. But it will be a surprise to all of us, including me. Monumental episode, episode 100 next week. Got a few fun wolves games to talk about. In the meantime, I'm sure as well. So everybody, just remember that uh, you know after a bad loss, it's just one game. You know, right? There's always another game. You know what? Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. It's uh, rarely pretty, but it's always uniquely our own. Take care of each other this week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Cat is a monster right now.